Hey, how's it going? This is Braden from Noble Sports. I'm excited. I have a special guest today. I have Audrey Devon uh, joining me today on the podcast. If you don't know who she is, she's big on TikTok. She uh, makes a lot of uh, pro women's sports content, so I'm excited to have her on. How are you doing, Audrey? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. You know, I'm excited. Content. I really enjoy it, and I enjoy what you're what you're doing for women in sports, just in general. Just because it, it, it's sad what's happening, but there's positive changes slowly happening. So, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, I, first off, I want to say I'm sorry that UCLA lost. I was kind of rooting for them because I know you go to UCLA. So yeah, but hey, I saw that last night. Um, but you know, I'm glad you're watching. <laughs> Yeah, and right before this interview, I was actually, so my sister goes to BYU. I'm a huge BYU fan, and they're playing Gonzaga right now. So they were down by, I think, four points. They're not playing too shabby, but, you know, Mm -hmm. hopefully, hopefully they can win. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So let's just dive in. The first question I'd like to ask everyone is, how, how did you get involved in sports? Who, was it a family member, or is it just a passion you had? Kind of give us your your backstory? Yeah, so um, it's actually kind of a funny story. I started sports, I think, more competitively when I was in second grade. I actually made a TikTok about this, but I was very shy and was changing schools and was actually my second grade teacher that uh, reached out to my parents and suggested that they put me into team sports to help me kind of break out of my shell a little bit. Um, and so I started with basketball, um, and then I did joined a soccer team as well as started doing track as, as well. Before that, I, I had done gymnastics, but that's an individual sport. And while it was really fun, it wasn't helping me break out of my shell. And so since second grade, I've competed in sports all throughout high school. Um, in high school, I was a three-sport athlete and captain of my teams, um, but yeah, and in college, I went to Yale and ended up not competing in athletics, but still uh, did a lot of intramurals, did club soccer and club basketball, and still really had a passion of sport and its um, ability to kind of bring people together um, on like a more recreational level. Um, and so I wanted to keep that in my life somehow, um, but didn't really see a spot for myself, um, I guess, professionally, um, how I could make that you know, come true. And so I I did, I went the consulting route for a little bit, learned how to make a pretty PowerPoint and then eventually decided to uh, pivot into sports. And so that's when I actually came to UCLA to get my MBA and really focus on sports marketing um, to see how I can get involved from a professional level um, besides just playing. I had no idea you went to Yale. That's, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, I, it, it has nothing to do with sports, but what was that like going to an Ivy League school? Yeah, so it was um, it was kind of a culture shock for me. So I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota originally. Um, grew up there, and and most of my friends kind of stayed in the Midwest. Um, but I got the opportunity to go to Yale, and I figured that was one that I couldn't turn down. And it was awesome. I met a ton of different people, obviously studied with a lot of great professors and really smart students. Um, and it kind of gave me a bigger worldview. Um, there's a lot of international students as well as leaving the Midwest was big. And so after that, I, I worked in New York and then now I'm in L.A. 
Um, and so I feel like it helped open me up to the broader world there. So it was, it was really awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I've, you're the first Ivy League graduate that I've interviewed. So that's really cool. Um, <laughs> so I know you had an internship with Nike. I thought that was awesome. Can you, mm-hmm. can you share to the listeners a little bit about that whole experience and how you got involved with Nike and how the internship process started for you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, currently getting my MBA, which is a two-year program. And so as part of the program, you have to complete an internship between the two years. Um, I, I interviewed, I didn't exactly know where I was going to go. I was interviewing for a few different marketing jobs. I actually interviewed with PepsiCo, with Johnson and Johnson, with Microsoft. Um, but Nike was always my top one. Um, and so I interviewed with them and it definitely just like felt like a fit, um, from the start, Uh, obviously like my values and my interests really aligned with Nike's and I, um, you know, it's more of a corporate job. So it was a standard interview process. Um, this was coming right out of when the pandemic was at its height. So that was all virtual. Um, but yeah, I interviewed, did a couple interviews, was fortunate to get the offer. And then, so last summer I spent it up in Portland, Oregon. Um, and it was about a 10 week internship. Um, it ended up being nine weeks because um, Nike has a wellness week that they've instituted across all of their employees, um, where just everyone just gets the week off and that landed on my last week of the internship. And so, um, I was placed on, uh, the, uh, women's brand management team for Asia Pacific and Latin America for the summer, um, and had a great experience. And so, um, I'm happy to talk more about that if, if you want, but. Oh, please do. Yeah. I- I want to know everything because funny enough, I'm actually studying marketing at Purdue right now. So, and I, I mean, being a girl dad, I kind of want to go down the go help more on the women's side of athletics. So a lot of the people I have on my podcast play in the uh, women's national football conference or the women's football association. So I, I kind of deal with that side, but I love just spotlighting women in sports just in general because it, it, you guys don't get enough spotlight I feel like personally and so yeah please share please share I, I'm excited for this and uh, I know people are going to be excited to hear about it too so we're all ears yeah so um, my internship this summer was with like I said the women's brand management team um, specifically for one of their geographies which was Asia Pacific and Latin America um, And it was really cool just to learn how Nike kind of approaches marketing. Um, I would argue that Nike is one of the best in the game when it comes to marketing. Um, I think everyone can resonate with one of their campaigns. And so I was excited to kind of get that experience this summer. Um, And so they really start their marketing with like, what are some stories that we want to tell through sport and how can we bring the products through that? And so Um, One example of things that we were working on this summer were um, for Air Force One and like more of a street team, they were were telling a story through uh, dance as a sport. And so they were highlighting this cool dance crew in Tokyo where one of my teammates actually got to fly out to Tokyo as they shot this um, photo shoot that's really emphasizing the Air Force One. And then um, they also did a motherhood campaign um 
And something that I worked on um, was actually uh, modest wear. Um, and so, uh, you know, Nike came out with the, the, the sport hijab a few years ago. And it's just more like modest active wear, particularly for the um, Muslim consumer and like India and the Philippines. And so um, obviously working on Asia Pacific and Latin America, uh, they really wanted to cater to that consumer as well. And so a lot of what I did this summer was actually dive into that in that market and understand the need and how Nike can better serve that consumer um, to kind of build out a marketing plan um, really focused on them. And so I actually recently saw that they um, released a campaign with um, um, a national fencer. So um, she was actually on the national fencing team for the U.S., but like the first Olympian to wear um, a hijab. And so they launched a campaign um, kind of with her at the center to show this like modest wear side that Nike offers. And so that was really cool to see. I think it was like a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh, this is something that I actually looked into this summer and you can see them carrying it out, which was super fun. And so I'm actually going to be going back to Nike full time. Um, so I'll start probably late July or early August um, doing a rotational marketing program. And so um, each six months I'll join a different kind of team within marketing um, to kind of learn what it's all about and, and see where I can help out. And well, congrats. Uh, that sounds like it's, it's going to be a ton of fun for you and you get to grow more. And that, that mm -hmm. is really cool that Nike is as inclusive as they are. So, mm -hmm. so, I mean, so if you, if you were to give any advice to, I guess, little girls that are going to be listening, especially like hopefully when my daughter's older, I can show her these episodes. Mm -hmm. What would your advice be uh, for a little girl that wants to either get into the sports marketing world or wants to play athletics? Yeah, my advice would just be there's a place for you and you belong. And I think that's what I'm really trying to get across in my TikTok is that when I thought about sports as a profession, I thought like, okay, maybe you can be a professional athlete or you can be a coach. I wasn't really aware of all of the opportunities to work in sports. Um, and I still would say that I wasn't aware until I started my MBA uh, just a year and a half ago. And so I was like, oh, I'm interested in sports, but don't really know if there's a spot for me. And then once I started studying it, it kind of opened up this new world and was like, wow, there's so many ways to get involved in marketing, in media, with a team or with a league and, and all of that. And it really got me excited. Um, but as I dove into the sports industry a little bit more, I noticed how um, it's, you know, it's not as inclusive as it could be. And you kind of alluded that to that as well, but it's, um, you know, typically, uh, you know, a boys club. And so I love looking up to other women that are in sport. And what I'm trying to do with my TikTok is, kind of show the next generation um, that there is a place for women in sports and um, just trying to make it a little bit more accessible. Um, but, you know, everyone has varying degrees of how much they agree with that or not. Um, but I've gotten a lot of sweet messages through my TikTok DMs of young women who want to go into sports and have looked up to me. And so that, that really makes it all worth it in the end.
imagine. And I really do enjoy your TikToks, especially the one TikTok that keeps playing in my mind is that conversation you had on an airplane, uh, the person mm-hmm. that was going to watch a sporting event, and you just asked, are you men's or women's? And yeah. it, it doesn't have to be, I think the biggest misconception is that women's athletics is trying to take away from the guys. And that's not the case at all. They, they Absolutely. want the opportunity to play. So, yeah. And that was, it's funny because now that's my best performing TikTok, and that was something that I thought of like in 15 seconds. I was actually at a men's volleyball game at UCLA waiting for my friend to show up. And I was like, Oh, like, this is actually might be interesting. And I like took 20 seconds to film it, post it, watch the game. And then all of a sudden it blew up. But I think people really resonated of like, yeah, it's, it's as simple as just asking men's or women's. And even if it's men's, that's okay. But just like women's is in the conversation and, and reminding people to do that um, was like an easy, an, an easy enough thing that everyone can kind of partake in. And so I, I love how that kind of blew up. I got, you know, an, an old Olympian, like, figure skater commented on it. The Pac-12 Network <laughs> commented on it. Um, uh, a lot of great things have come from that. And so I'm, I'm just glad that I can make even a little bit of impact. One commenter, I think, put it well. She was like, um, I love this approach of, like, kind of planting a seed and seeing if it can grow instead of kind of coming at it in a more abrasive way of um, – where, you know, it might not resonate with everyone, but it's like, here's an easy inclusivity tip. Um, still, I was surprised that some people were <laughs> kind of negative in the comments, but overwhelmingly everyone really loved that one as well. What's funny with the negative comments is as unfortunate as they are, they're not going to go away, but what blows my mind, I, and I talk about this a lot, is if you look at the profiles that have the negative comments, <laughs> Nine times out of 10, they either have women in their profile pictures, whether it's a wife, it's daughters or stuff like that. And I just feel bad. I'm like, does your daughter, does your wife know that you're saying these things about women's athletics? And if she does, that, that's, that's sad. Like, I, I don't know. I couldn't ever imagine speaking down or being negative, especially now more so that I'm a girl dad. Like, I, I don't want my daughter to be felt like she's less than just because of her gender that's that's silly to me so yeah yeah it is it is kind of shocking and luckily like I said the overwhelming majority is is positive but there was a video that I had to to private because I felt like um a lot of people were misconstruing what I said of um one thing that I really care about is having diverse perspectives and voices in sports media, because I think that will help, um, you know, change the sports industry. And I had, this is on me, I made an offhand comment on, on Tom Brady about how he got this 10 year contract for like $375 million. And I'm like, that's great for him. Um, But I was like, he's not necessarily someone that I I resonate with, but um, that really upset some people. And um, they were kind of taking my video and being like, she doesn't like Tom Brady because he's white. And I'm like, that's not what I was saying at all. And then I would go to their profiles and it was young boys um, that I was like, okay, I need to also remember who my audience is. And yes, I stand by what I said, but I don't want people to kind of take my content and twist it in a way that 
I didn't mean for that to be twisted. And so um, it's definitely been a learning experience of, of what upsets people versus what resonates with people. Um, but it's been kind of fun to, uh, to experiment with. And it's definitely something that I leaned into while I'm getting my MBA and have a little bit more extra time and something that I'm definitely going to uh, continue. I agree with you though, with, with, with Tom Brady, what you said, like everyone talks about Tom Brady and I'm like, well, so what upsets me the most is he's taking Greg Olson's spot. And mm-hmm. I actually really like Greg Olson. I think Greg Olson is just a stand-up guy. I, I especially like commentators that really put their family first because mm-hmm. being, being a dad, like that, that's important yeah. to me. And Greg Olson is one of those dudes, RG3. There, there's just so many of those. And when they said Tom Brady's taking his spot and he has to take a step down, I'm like, that, that, no, that, that's kind of <laughs> lame. But it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. people are going to have their opinions. And that's the beautiful thing about life is we're all entitled to them. Some of them are oh, great yeah. opinions. Some of them not so <laughs> nice, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So w- one of the biggest questions that I ask, and I've had to change the wording because it sounds worse than what I tend it to be because it doesn't come from me my uh my wife's uncle so my uncle-in-law also hosts a podcast it's really cool it's called the Sportlight podcast um mm-hmm. he interviews professional athletes and it's more geared towards high school athletics so people mm-hmm. in high school so that because they're in a special and unique situation where they can make someone's life a little bit better because they have that spotlight on them in high school Mm-hmm. And so he had a Olympian on his podcast. And the question he asked her was, if you were in front of a crowd um, and they were, they asked you, why should people support women's athletics and women is in sports? What would your response be to that? I love that question first off. And um, it really aligns with a video that I made last week that I'm very passionate about um but it's just that i truly believe that women's sports is a social good um and so i kind of went into it but i just think and this is why i'm passionate about sports and participation overall is because so much good comes from sports um sports for me helped me grow as a person it helped me grow my confidence it helped me, you know, be successful professionally, even though I didn't play at a collegiate level or a professional level. I was just able to grow so much in terms of my leadership, confidence, like I said, and just ability to, uh, to execute on things through sports. Um, but I think that relationship between um, academic and professional success with uh, participating in sports is even more pronounced for uh, young girls than it is young boys. Um, I was actually reading a research report that I was talking to a new friend about because I have a lot of these conversations about women in sports. And it kind of talked about this hidden curriculum that young boys get versus young um, girls and because they are encouraged to be competitive and encouraged to um, you know, play hard versus young girls are often encouraged to you know, sit and look pretty and um, they're kind of denounced for the same behaviors that young boys are encouraged to do. And that's this hidden curriculum where it's really in- reinforcing um, this, these like patriarchal uh, you know, emphases in the world. 
um, where I just am really passionate about um, we need to empower women in sports to help them grow and flourish and really be a vehicle for reaching gender parity. Um, because as we see more women in sports and they become more visible, it really changes society's perception of like the power of women and things like that. And it's easy to say like, oh, I believe women are equal, but you know, everyone's biases are still, you know, um, unconscious and there's things that, you know, the gender pay gap is still very much existent. And so I am so, I'm so passionate about supporting women in sports at all levels. Ultimately it's for youth participation for me, because I think that will make a huge difference. But in order for that to trickle down, um, that's why I'm also passionate about pay equity because, um, you know, being a female athlete needs to be, um, you know, an actual job with a salary that's competitive for them to continue to play. Um, and so they can be on TV and then that's representation on, on the media so people can see and people are interested in and it all trickles down to youth participation. So I know I just rambled there, but that's because it's something I really care about. But ultimately, people should support women's sports because it is a social good. It, it, it's beautiful. Like... My daughter, because like I said, I do, I don't know, are you familiar with Lois Cook? Um, uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Her name on uh, TikTok is Cleeks and Stilettos. She plays for the Washington Diva, or the DC Divas. It's, oh, a, it's a football team. She's hilarious. She was <laughs> my very first interview. And my daughter was actually the one that found her TikToks and loved it. And it's been fun watching her as I've taken her because we have a, a pro women's football team here taking her to those games and just saying, Dad, I want to play football. At three years old, she's throwing the football to me and getting excited. <laughs> and I'm like, that, that's what – it's good. Like, yeah, yeah, it does scare me a little bit because football, I know how physical right. football is. I played it. Um, but at the same time, if she wants to do it, then more power to her. And I think it as we see more – women in sports, whether it's in the NFL or in their prospective leagues, it's a good, it's good. Everyone wants to resonate with someone. It's almost like, I know this is off topic, but with the little mermaid, how they released uh, yeah. a black little mermaid mm -hmm. and seeing all those little girls get so excited. It's just representation. Like, and that's as a dad, that's what I want for my daughter, for her to see, people that look like her playing football, playing soccer, playing basketball, whatever it may be, or if she wants to go play dance or do whatever the, whatever she, I just like that representation. So I agree with you. It, mm -hmm. it is a social good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, people underestimate all the time, the power of that representation. Um, it's just so powerful, just being visible. Um, Cause it's more subconscious too, of feeling um, and so, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. It's definitely a beautiful time. I mean, the only thing that I really wish would change now, I, I've told this story a few times, but when women wear athletic wear, whether it's a sports team, like, so we're in Vegas, but mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a huge Seattle fan. So I, my mother-in-law has bought me a couple of Seattle Kraken shirts. Mm -hmm. My wife wore it into a grocery store or something 
and she got quizzed 110 questions about the Seattle Kraken. But when I wear it, no one says anything. That's that's something I wish will change, and hopefully with time and understanding it will. But it still cracks me up because there are definitely women that know sports better than I do, and I, I, I can't count myself as a sports buff, and I, I love it. I love hearing anyone's perspective, and I never question fanhood because that's not my place to judge. Yeah, and that's also another area that I'm passionate about of where I think the sports industry is not an inclusive and it's when it relates to female fans. And I've had that same experience so many times before. And even on TikTok, people will will quiz me and I'm like, I'm actually studying this at a graduate level. So I think I know a lot more. Um, But yeah, I, I had made a TikTok about how society doesn't really allow women to be casual sports fans. It's like, to prove themselves as a sports fan, you need to know all of the statistics, all of the facts, and you kind of have to be this avid fan or they don't consider you a sports fan at all versus I think when it comes to men, um, if they say they're a sports fan, if they're a casual fan, um, that's like totally okay. And so um, I would say I'm I'm probably more of an avid fan, um, but for some sports, I'm a casual fan, like football. I like football, but um, I'm not as an avid fan as I am basketball, um, but I really want to also uh, break into that space and make it more inclusive for female fans, whether they be avid fans, casual fans, any type of fan. Um, those are kind of like the three areas, uh, women athletes, women fans, as well as women uh, professional uh, sports professionals like going into the sports world. Really funny is my wife could care less about sports like that's just not her passion and it is what it is it's not a mm-hmm. big deal I she's just I'm six two and she's five one so my clothes just fits comfier on her so she <laughs> likes to wear my stuff and I just felt bad and I find I jumped in in the conversation I was like why does it matter like yeah it, it really doesn't like <laughs> how is it she wants to be you? a fan exactly that that's that's not biggest thing is like if it has no impact on you either say something nice or don't say something at all and just mm-hmm. just let it be and I mean it is what it is but it, it's just silly to me that in, in 2023 this is still an issue that we're having so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so one of the other questions that I like to ask people I know you don't necessarily uh, you don't have a podcast right I don't know down with anyone in sports and just have a conversation with them who would that be oh that's a great question hmm be dead too it doesn't matter just anyone in general yeah I guess right now and it might be a little bit of recency bias but Don Staley the coach of uh (laughs) South Carolina women's basketball, just to kind of hear as an athlete and also now as a coach. Um, I don't know what I would ask her yet, um, but she's someone that I, I've been recently really interested in. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure I could list so many others, um, but she's the first one that comes to mind right now. I just think she's a powerhouse. I love what she's doing. for the game as well as like sticking up for her players as well I know a few weeks ago there was kind of a back and forth with uh Gino from UConn on 
how their players are playing and she really stuck up with like no they're playing basketball and this is how basketball is played and so um would love to chat with her it seemed like a really interesting just to pick her brain just kind of get because yeah. i know she was they were actually supposed to play byu and i understand why this series got canceled but um right. as much as it was an unfortunate event at least she stuck up for her players and I can respect that. And I don't condone that kind of behavior I've gone to BYU games and it's, I don't know if you've ever watched BYU play, but this is a very interesting crowd. You're dealing with fans that are a hundred percent sober and crazy. So, yeah. cause there's no alcohol games. So it's, it's a different, a different atmosphere. So, but yeah, even, it, um, I played basketball in high school um, and I went to a public high school in the city in Minneapolis. And I felt like I felt a li- I, I could relate a little bit with some of the um, other towns that we would play. And even the way that they would talk about our team on TV of like, oh, they're scrappy. They're from the city and things like that. Um, and particularly like my team was, you know, had was more had more people of color than some of the player the teams we would play like Cottage Grove in Minnesota, which <laughs> um, definitely had a different demographic. And so, there was an incident in my high school where the fans were throwing around a, a black baby doll and kind of calling us names. And so, I think I really resonated with that story of how, um, yeah, people can look at athletes and think of them as like not human. And so I think it's important that she uh, stood up for her team in that way. And obviously I I don't know everything that went down Um, and it's unfortunate that they didn't get to play, but I would like to pick her brain. I think she's an interesting and uh, powerful woman that I'd like to get to know. It would be interesting then, you know, yeah, unfortunately, it's still happening in sports where stuff like that happens. Uh, the high school I played for, I played basketball as well. Um, I was, I think we set the record for having like the most non-kids on the team. We had four kids on the team and I'm mm-hmm. only half. And mm-hmm. Everyone looks at me, they're like, you're this big, tall, white guy. I'm like, eh, I'm only half. My dad's from <laughs> South America. Like my last name's Toro. I, trust me. I have the temperament of a Latino, trust me. (laughs) Even in Vegas, like as diverse as Vegas is, there's some high schools where it's a majority white and just how refs even, ref games, it was crazy. We were always treated like we were less than, and that wasn't that, that was in 2010. So, I mean, but there is positive changes happening in the sports world. Oh, absolutely. So. It's just, it kind of sucks that it's taking this long, but at the same time, at least there are people that are being trailblazers and for women in sports. I would count yourself as a trailblazer because uh-huh. your TikToks are making positive changes. That's, that's what needs to happen is changes that are positive, not necessarily the negative changes, but with these slow movements that are happening, it'll it'll be a lot easier for the next generation of girls that want to be in sports. So, Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. And that's my goal, even if 
I only impact a handful of people, like getting those handful of, of messages saying that I inspire them um, really makes me happy and, and motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing, um, you know, at any level. You've talked about the Philippines. If you ever go to the Philippines, let me know. I have, I lived there for two years and I have a lot of connections. Oh, no way. And a lot of people that would definitely, if I send someone their way, they would uh, definitely take, take care of you. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I, the Philippines is a beautiful place. It's, they're a lot more accepting of things in the Philippines than most places, which is really cool. It was, it was, it was fun to see that there's just, just how progressive the Philippines is in some areas. And I mean, obviously their government's not the best, but it is what it is. So mm-hmm. if you ever yeah. go that way, let me know. I will definitely. All right. So before we go, is there anyone that you would like to shout out? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, but Obviously on TikTok, I, I'm this confident person who I'm like, yes, I love sports and I've been doing this from the beginning, but it really has been more of a recent pivot. And so I'd like to shout out one, my, my second grade teacher, Mrs. O'Donnell, that got me into it in the first place, um, as well as my parents. I think they really encouraged me to uh, follow my passion rather than you know, go after a job that will make the most money or be the most prestigious. They're like, if you're interested in sports, you should do that. And they both follow me on TikTok and like all my TikToks. And so um, having the support from them um, has also helped motivate me. And so I would say that as well as we, I have a small cohort of people at my business school um, that are also studying sports and um, are supporting me on this TikTok journey. And so shout out to them. They, they know who they are, but, um, you know, it's really, it's not just me. It takes a village and um, the support from all of them, you know, keeps me going. And so that's, thank you. Thank you to all of them <laughs> and, and people like you who are highlighting these stories. Again, I really appreciate you having me on and was very honored that you reached out. <laughs> I was excited because, you know, I've noticed that it's these unspoken stories that often fall by the wayside. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that, that's the stories that I want. I don't want the Tom Brady's or mm-hmm. the other athletes that everyone knows their story. I want the ones that fall by the wayside, the ones like yourself. And mm-hmm. a lot of these athletes that I've interviewed, it, it's, it's been a fun journey. I started, I, I pivoted. I originally focused on football when I first started the podcast and mm-hmm. then the whole thing with uh, Sedona Prince happened yep. with the March Madness. And I was like, you know what? This isn't okay. How can I make a change? What can I do for myself? And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to start reaching out and seeing if there are athletes that want to share their story. And Lois Cook kind of helped explode that and made that happen. So if that's, that's awesome. someone I feel like you should connect with. She is amazing. She's yeah. one of the nicest people. And yeah, so... I'll, uh, I'll definitely uh, send this episode to her so she can reach out to you. So. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I will look her up. And then your dad is someone I aspire to be. I like that that TikTok you posted about how supportive <laughs> he is of UCLA. That's when my daughter's older, I hope I can be half, half the dad he is. That That's just awesome. I appreciate that. 
Yeah, it's it's been funny. I, that was the second time I actually posted that because I posted a year ago before I really started this TikTok journey. And I was like, no, people need to see this. <laughs> um, he's one of my biggest fans. And so, um, yes. So how can, what is your TikToks handle so people that listen to this podcast can go give you a follow? Yes, my TikTok handle is just my name. So it's Audrey Devon, A-U-D-R-E-Y-D-E-V-A-U-G-H-N. And so, yeah, come find me on TikTok. Check out some of my videos if you like it. Feel free to follow. Um, But I try to keep a mix of, you know, funny trends, but also these longer, more researched and thought out videos um that i'm that i'm more passionate about and kind of bringing the lens of sports business to tiktok as well yeah and crocs you need to you need to give her (laughs) support that needs to happen those crocs are awesome (laughs) i know i was like this is perfect um someday (laughs) one day hopefully i'll I'll even tag them in the episode when i post it on instagram (laughs) and everything well Thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share your story. It was a privilege to get to know you a little bit better and uh, to share your story. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. And thanks everyone for listening. Um, This was awesome. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.